here we go. Who the hell are you, man? Genius billionaire playboy philanthropist. We are the knights! Uh-huh. Hold on to your butt. And now for something completely different. Hello out there and welcome to the Nice and Nerditude podcast, podcast for all things nerd. I'm your host tonight, Sean, and I am joined via the Skype hotline with... Vox Machina, fuck shit up. It's Sam. My God, already. Uh, very happy to see a Boston with slightly more zombies than usual. It's John. And get some yum yum in my tum tum. It's great. <laughs> All right. So yeah. So uh, very late docket. Uh, we are going to talk about episode two of The Last of Us, as well as the premiere of season two of Vox Machina um on amazon but uh i first uh oscars were announced the nominations so let's jump right into that because this is the time of year we all get some oscar fever um really uh start no, banging i out got these it too oh yeah all right did you guys watch <laughs> announcements uh i tried to this because they i i texted you guys because it was 8 30 our time uh a.m and they did it via YouTube as well. Um, and being at work, I do have access to YouTube. And we actually had it up. But it was just them talking about the announcement. So we muted it. And then we got something happened. And then we went back and we were like, oh, crap. They're announcing it. And it was like, and that's our program. I was like, damn it. You didn't miss much. No, you know, I know. What I really don't like, and I'll start to find this out, is like Hollywood people who complain about getting up too early just to do certain things. Because they did that for about five minutes, complaining about it's too early. And well, I mean, thirty in the morning, guys, and and I'm up at five thirty anyway. So get right. it well. I'm commuting by six o'clock. So <laughs> my my question is, so uh, so it's Good Morning America, um, correct? Yes. Yeah. So um, so with Good Morning America is New York City, correct? If I'm wrong. Uh, sure. Yeah. yeah. I think so I mean, and and. Um, you know, they, they did it via, they didn't do it like they were, they actually in studio, uh, Riz, was it Riz um, Ahmed? And I forget the woman's name. They're usually in California, aren't they? Are they in California? I didn't know if they, I I didn't watch it. It's always, they're always in California though. Yeah. So, um, cause where it's like six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Well, five o'clock if it's eight 30, it's what three hour difference. So it's five 30. Um, and if they're doing it from their house, then yeah, I agree with Chris. But like sometimes they have to go to a studio, they got to get makeup put on, they have to look nice. Oh, for what the a cameras. terrible life! I understand it's a terrible life, but it's like imagine waking up, getting yourself ready, driving somewhere. L.A. traffic is horrendous year round, no matter what time it is. Uh, you get to the office, quote unquote. Then somebody has to get you ready again just for five minutes of airtime it's it's like you do have to get up pretty damn early to do all that i i feel like of all of the people the one of us that gets to work at 5 a.m was not the one i was expecting to make this argument ah, I, I it takes me 20 minutes to get ready every morning like whatever but like i understand like sometimes like that just to, to wake up to be on TV for five minutes, like the amount of work that goes into that. Yeah, I can see somebody complaining about that. But it's a whole 20 minute thing, right? So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, should we get, should, I don't know, mm-hmm. do we have takes? Um, any, anything stand up out to you guys? Like, cause like I just looking over everything at like, kind of straightforward what i f- had a feeling was going to happen uh angela bassett got um the first ever actor uh nomination for black panther for a marvel movie like that's never happened um so congrats on that uh marvel's finally somewhat being recognized by the academy for acting 
uh, even though, you know, they, they're notorious for hiring A-listers to be their actors or the characters. So finally one of them stood out, I guess. Um, well, she deserved it, though. I thought she did amazing I, in that did. movie. I think she did. So it's 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 a uh, I, I want to shout respect to Jamie Lee Curtis for getting up there, too. Right. This is her first ever knob. First ever. Which and, is crazy to think about. I mean, is it really? But, you know, yeah, she's been in some good movies. True Lies. <sighs> yeah, a lot of uh, that's awesome. Right places. There. You know, Christmas with the Cranks, all the classics. Yeah. Um, Fish called Fish Named Wanda. Favorite movies of all. Fish called Wanda. Sorry, Fish called Wanda. Sorry. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, I think you had even two, like, I think all the best actor nominations were all first time people, too, which is kind of crazy. Only one of them was first time for actor noms. It was Brendan Gleeson, Colin Farrell. No, Brendan uh, Fraser. Brandon Flair. Oh yeah. Bre- oh, maybe I'm thinking um, um, the other one. Supporting, uh, supporting yeah. actor. Maybe that's what yeah, I'm thinking. You're, you're thinking supporting. Uh, like, yeah. Austin okay. Butler way too young to be nominated. <laughs> and Bill Knight. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's that's that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else is there? So, I mean, eleven nods for everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Could have stood that. Leading the pack. Oh yeah. This is my. This is I can already pick where like my guessing or like this is my my struggle because I started once I saw the list a few times over I'm like okay now what am I thinking is gonna win you know best you know director and all this other stuff and I'm looking my toss up and real struggle right now is gonna be editing hands down it's gonna be editing it's either everything everywhere or Top Gun Maverick like it's not gonna be anything different <laughs> it's just the toss up that is gonna be it. All right. Uh, I I think uh, for me, like granted, I didn't haven't seen either one, but like visual effects, um, where Avatar two, which like as everyone says, the visuals are amazing, but is also up against Top Gun, which went all practical, which is like yeah, which, huge. Which also is like, I don't want to say it's 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 weird because you think VFX, you don't right you think you know digitally how does it look right digitally but like all the graphics and you know edit all the screens and yeah. the, like that's avatar it's i, I it's I, leading down that road when you associate a vfx category like that's what right. you, you but don't, it, what's practical right that would be more like production quality i guess yeah edit you know even editing um but i can i can see where i can see what you're saying like i see yeah this, this stuff really, really gets in there. Um, what, do, what else do I want to say? Now, now, now that these are out, I'm, I'm very, I'm very, very, very curious on who's going to make the first big push. Because there's like, you know, the whole, um, what the hell is it? Campaign. It's like the campaigning. Like, who's going to be straight out the gun? I mean, mm-hmm. I mean is it going to be Top Gun? Is it going to be because I think some of these I think some of these categories are going to, you know, they could go either way right now. And I think depending on when everything everywhere all at once hits their stride with the campaign. I mean, I I could see that sweeping almost everything. I think it was what Sam, you said 11. Yeah, I I could see them hitting nine at least. And and, I mean, I don't know if that 11 includes the two supporting actresses because they're what two. They got two in there. Right. Right. So you couldn't win them all but um at least (laughs) no i mean i don't truthfully i don't think jamie lee curtis is gonna get it but you know i i could see them going a long way with this i really could i mean i i I haven't seen women talking or nor do i have any intention of seeing women (laughs) talking uh it's a movie title guys it's not just a group of women talking which which i I would assume is it's about mennonites so i mean if that piques your interest <laughs> I, I saw the trailer and none of that piques my interest because I don't think I saw but the nice thing about Mennonites is you can talk shit about them on here and they, they're never going to find out. <laughs> that was my favorite part though, of the morning, the nominations get released was just a text from Chris, just in all caps being like, what is women talking? <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I, I can't. I just can't do it. I, I don't know why. 
I don't. I, I I think I know why, but it's just what what can't you do? Watch this movie. Why? Because <laughs> it was a female cast. Why you just no, get annoyed when women it, talk? No, it just looks <laughs> so uninterested. Well, to me, it does. Yeah. By the way, this is not to be confused, though. Oftentimes, I had when people in, mention these interchangeably. Not be confused with "She Said," which was yeah, a different movie. Har- uh, journalistic Harvey Weinstein movie. Um, <laughs> about Harvey Weinstein. Uh, yeah, kind of a little confusing there. Um, the but... dormant is not pooping in a bucket, so it could be it. <laughs> Not that you know of, they are Mennonites. Anyway, that is true. Um, looking at the you know best picture, I feel like so now we're in the situation where the ten is locked in. You know, like mm-hmm. they had it for a few years where it could be up to ten or whatever. Um, I feel like this feels about right. Like just as a group too. Like for some, you know, I always like to kind of look at it too of like. What does sort of like in its totality sort of say about the year? Like you got like two big popcorn movies, the Avatar, Top Gun, um, everything everywhere, just impossible to put into any kind of like category yeah. or stereotype. So I'm just not even gonna bother. Um, your inevitable foreign language nomination. Yep, you got your foreign language movie and All Quiet on the Western Front, which mm-hmm. I watch. We're gonna talk about it. it's. Uh, I was into it. Um, Anyway, uh, yeah, and then you've got, uh, you know, you more like artsy movies like Tar, Banshees, uh, the the women talking of the world, Triangle of Sadness, which I'll be interested when we talk about that because that was one uh, I did not particularly care for. Yeah, also, too, just, you know, <laughs> a bunch of movies that I'm just not really a fan of either. So I feel like that's, like, impossible not to happen. So, uh, but... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, then, like, Elvis is the sort of Bohemian Rhapsody, messy, mm-hmm. like, musical biopic that people are like, really? Why? <laughs> yeah, we seem to always get a musical biopic in this. <laughs> yeah. We do now. Now that there's 10, it's like a deep bucket. You know, you can really, like, pull some sort of, uh, some more, like, unique flavors out of it. So, well, you need the mandatory, you know, box office hit to put in there. Yeah, well, you got two. You know what? I'm surprised yeah. Batman. I'm surprised Batman's not on this. I'm not. No, not, not yeah. when you had Avatar and Top Gun. You would never yeah. Have, like, yeah. The bar was going to be so high to get anything else that was like relatively mainstream in there. Yeah, because they needed to fill it with four movies that barely made $20 million at a box office. So, yeah. I mean, I'd say that Elvis is probably... Elvis is probably, what, the fourth highest grossing movie on that list? Maybe third? I don't know how it compared to everything everywhere. I don't know. Give me, give me time and I'll pull it up, but I don't want to spend. But, that's, yeah, that's, that's fine. You know, that's like a somewhat wide movie, but yeah, no, it was interesting. You know, we'll, we'll kind of dive deeper into some of the, uh, some of the Oscar movies as we go through it. Uh, you know, we've already talked about some and there's some, we still have yet to see as a group. So, uh, that'll sure. be interesting. Short, we, film, short films. We have to see, like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We Why? I just want to see. I want to know what the movie in Ostrich told me the world is fake, and I think I believe it. I want to see what that's about. All right, I, I'm willing to watch that one. I, I, I'm not even going to look. Just push. It's play. An animated. It's yeah. animated. It doesn't matter. I'll sit down and watch it. Just push play. Okay. Lachlan, it better be in Gaelic too. How long do you think it is? Twelve minutes. Uh, do you know that for a fact? No, I'm just guessing. I'm throwing a number very confidently. Uh well, the favorite at the moment. Just jumping back to best picture real quick. Favorite at the moment is it's eleven uh, minutes. By the way, Chris, eleven is everything everywhere. So we'll is see. That, is that the current front runner? I haven't yeah. any looking or research yet. So. Yeah, not 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 prohibitive by any means, but that's that's the front runner. Is there oh, anything yeah. that would make you think? So so I'm I'm curious how all quiet on the Western Front is going to do because this isn't this in foreign language isn't the only two. Um, categories to dominate for right is it in mm, cinematography i think design music yeah oh cool. yeah yeah score so, so like it's, it's got it got a good kind of slate there i'm curious if they're gonna recognize it somewhere i'm, I'm assuming foreign language obviously it's one of, apparently one of the best movies in the world um yeah well obviously you know just like last year or i mean like the last two well 
I don't, I don't count 2020 for anything, but you know, when you have an international feature, that's also a best picture nominee, it's like, you know, almost by process of default, like you're like, okay, yeah, that's obviously in the mix to win for international feature. If it's a best picture nom. Yeah. Kind of weird if it didn't. Mm. Right. Yeah. Anything, uh, anything removed that you guys thought would be on there, but isn't. I mean, I think everybody saw through the BS that was the Northman. So, but, so. I, I, yeah, I, don't I don't think, think that was ever. Nobody was like expecting that to take in. Yeah, that was that. Remember, that was also what March of last yeah. year. So, like, usually, if it comes out that early, maybe one or two things. Like, it's very weird with an everything everywhere all at once, where it was an early premiere of the year, and was well received and like did decent at the box office where that buzz carried into Oscar season. You know, I'm, I'm not really seeing anything for Babylon. Yeah. It's just technicals. Design. Yeah. But just it technical. pretty much got shut out otherwise, which is good. Cause it sucks. <laughs> yeah. I thought they got screenplay, right? I thought they got adapted. No, it would have been original, right? Oh no, they didn't get that. All right. Cause, cause that's the kind of movie that kind of the Oscars really love. It's about Hollywood. We're seeing through the BS. Right. Well, Sam, Sam, well, I think that, names that movie. Yeah, I was going to say that movie is the Fablemans this year. Yeah, yeah. So the Fablemans kind of just. Where it's, it it's like, like, that's like the perfect storm for Oscars, where it's like about a famous, it, it's a, you know, a fictitious autobiography about a famous director about how he fell in love with movies. Like, and come he made on. It. Like, come on. Yeah, and he directed it. Like, come on. Apparently, for what it's worth, it's not as much of that as you would think. Mm-hmm. Like, the trailer is a little mismatched. Yeah. It's yeah. apparently a lot weirder than that. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm just I like, am too. don't want to pay $20. <laughs> if we pay 20 bucks, we can do a joint screening. We could. Just saying. Bite the bullet. If your significant other he wants to watch it too, it's essentially saving money on movie tickets. Well, yeah, I'm I'm saying like if we all four of us want to watch The Fableman, I have a movie theater in my basement. Yeah, valid. So I uh, don't uh, mind. I, I have that to out. watch the I have to watch the Oscars at your house because every time I do, it seems like there's a lot of stuff that happens. All right? Yeah. <laughs> I got we got the foreign language first foreign language to win Best yep. Picture. I was there for that. And I got the slap. So mm. were, just... were you there for uh, for uh, moon Moonlight? Uh, I left. I had to leave early for that one. Uh, oh, you, yeah. you were know. still in attendance. You were still. In I was attendance. in attendance. Yeah, it's just I had to leave early. I think because we just had the baby. Yeah. Or I don't know. I forget why I had to leave. But but either way, you were still in attendance, and something happened. So yeah, wasn't that like? Sam was sick and then he gave me big disease. Like it wasn't that that Oscars. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was it. I'm pretty sure right when like everybody like the initial initial stages of COVID, I think that's when you were really sick. I was I was sick and, and right for one COVID. night and I was sitting right next to you and I got sick immediately afterwards. So <laughs> that's 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 that Oscar. <laughs> so. Yeah, we all had pre COVID. <laughs> It could have been COVID, given what was going on. So anyway, anyway. You never know. You never know. Well, uh, yeah, so, you know, we got the ceremony or coming up in uh, March. So uh, nice, uh, just about two months, a little under that, to dive into some movies, guys. Yeah. I didn't realize this either. They don't actually start voting until, like, March. And it's open for, like, a week. And then it's more or less the ceremony that weekend. Hmm. Well, I think they give them time. They should give them time. They should give them a month to, to watch like them. actually watch the movies. Yeah, yeah, they have to. Yeah, they have to. Would be nice, but <laughs> a lot of movies, you know. It has to be mandatory. You know what? It should be. It should be mandatory. Like you, they should take attendance. Well, they send them like DVDs. No, no, no. I get it, but I mean, you could throw the DVD on, and and nobody will know what you're doing. Because you could be on your phone. Like when we watch movies sometimes at home. What do you I mean, want to clockwork orange them? Tie them down? Like hold them? Well, no. Eyes. Make them go to a theater. Select theater for them. They have free. They just built the Hollywood Museum. They built that movie, uh, the Oscars uh, Museum. or yeah, the Academy. Whatever yeah. it's called, the Academy. Yeah, whatever it was. They just built that. I'm sure they have a theater in there. Just make them go. 
show screenings at certain times, and then in order to vote, you have to attend at least one of the screenings to do it. There's only there's only what three thousand, four thousand people in the academy. There's like nine thousand. Is there? Okay, fine. Then and they all live it probably within a twenty mile radius of Hollywood. So, that I mean, yeah, but then that they have to watch like twenty movies. So. If, like they're a lot the, of if they're, voting, if they're wow. voting Academy members, then they should be watching more than 20 movies a year. By the way, there's almost 10,000 sure people are. in the Academy. Yeah. Well, you would think that, but I bet you, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't. It's like, don't they, they don't vote for every category, right? No, they, they more specialize. So they're not yeah. saying, seeing 20, right? So they're only seeing 10, 15, if that. This gets so inside baseball for us. I love it. <laughs> we should we should all be academy members. Slumberland, <laughs> Slumberland would be my top ten. Could take it or leave it. All right. Um. So we didn't have anything else for news, right? No, that's about okay. it. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's dive into the Last of Us. Uh, all right. Episode two. Episode two. Feeling yeah, very missiony. Start starts off with, uh, you know, a uh, goes back to what oh three two thousand three. You know, yeah, flashback right at the beginning. Yeah, the that was nice. in I Thailand, like... right? Mm-hmm. Indi- uh, Indonesia. Oh, it was in Indonesia. That's right. Um, I like yeah. that. I think it was cool. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I do like flashbacks. So so far, I like the I like the flashbacks that we're getting. Right. Nice little, nice little palate cleanser to bring you into the new episode. Mm. Yeah, apparently none of those are in the games or anything like that either. So that's that's kind of just cool they're doing that too, on top of everything else. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, there's there's some stuff that happened in this, and I don't want to I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but you know, it's we're we're progressing along rather nicely. And something I I just wanted to bring up, I know like I don't really have a lot on this, but you know. It, Let's let's consider this a zombie movie for the sake of the discussion. Let's consider it zombie all right, genre. All right. genre. It's zombie genre. Okay. Yeah. No, maybe not end of world, but more like, you know, you know what yeah. I mean. Yep. Typically, and and usually throughout, like the 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 genre itself, and we've had this genre for a long, long time, and we've been getting a lot of these style movies for the past twenty years, very, very much like consistently. And some are good, some are bad. The The thing I'm beginning to notice with some of those, and I noticed it years ago, is the initial zombie introduction. Mm-hmm. A lot of it hinges on that. Okay. And I'm not going to lie, this was really good. The way so, they did this. So uh, when, by initial zombie, and like are, we, face are you talking face. about... Right, okay, so the clickers. You're talking about the clickers. The, the clickers, because I mean, at the okay. beginning, like you saw them in the first episode, but they're they're more or less like not. They're like fast paced zombies, and it's just a lot of chaos. Mm-hmm. But now you're starting to see because clearly they're not zombies. They're, they're they are, but they're not. They're like all intertwined in this in this like fungi that's throughout yeah. the world. Like the, yeah. it, and they morph the body. So right, you know, at the beginning, I'm not really associating with that because now they've kind of built out a bunch of stuff. Well, yes. So sort of explaining like how things are sort of connected, and then you realize that like everything is different. It's not typical zombies. It's like there's a connecting factor here. So going forward, just like because you know this is is simple information you could have got if you like noticed like paid any attention to the game as it was coming out. But there are different stages of these zombies, which is like there's the normal stage, which has the eyes. There are like clickers that you know. There's like and it's the longer the person is exposed to the fungi, the more mutated they become and stronger they become. Um, like there's some that will attach themselves to the wall. And as you walk by it, they like come out at you and shit. Like, well, well I think that was in the trailer. So I'm assuming we'll get oh, okay. there. Yeah. But, but I have, so, so I'm taking this at face value without any additional. I never played the games. I never saw trailers. Right. right. The thing is, I'm, I'm looking at it this way, and I'm only doing it this way because I'm noticing a lot of like adults older than myself are discussing this, and clearly they have not played the game. I don't even think they mm. know it's based on a game. Okay. So, you know, I'm looking at it as a face value. Like this is what you're getting. They're mm-hmm. feeding us mm-hmm. new information, and I don't need 
I don't need to do research on the topic via, you know, like you said, the game trailer or just anything about the game. Like, I don't need this. And uh, like the way they did it, I mean, it was, it was suspenseful, scary. I mean, and then just the 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 cosmetics and the prosthetics. It's, oh, yeah. It looked, the, it looked the, great. Yeah, the I clickers mean, look like terrifying. It's it really, really cool. looked good. And the way they did it was wicked nice. And I loved yeah. it. It was it was freaky. It was like, yeah, those world. those were honestly some of like the best prosthetics I've seen. I honestly didn't even realize they were prosthetics at first. Oh, you thought that it was CGI at first? Well, you just kind of come to used to seeing that, right? At this point, yeah. yeah. And yeah, looked pretty good. Mm. Right. Well, I, I feel like if this was a movie, it would have been CGI. But like, I feel like TV shows, they all go prosthetics, like for their zombies. It sounds weird, but I like the more zombie movies I think about, the more I'm like, yeah, I don't think they really use much CGI. It's like the same like 20, 30 actors over and over again, just with different prosthetics on. Um, like very, Walking Dead. Uh, Walking Dead, yeah. It's very, yeah. Um, what's his, Greg Nicotero, I think is the prosthetics guy. I don't remember. Either either way. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but yeah, this, this whole episode, I mean, it, I, it's funny because it kind of falls under the, uh, the the game plan of the Walking Dead episodes where it starts, something big happens, and then for like the middle forty minutes, nothing happens. And then at the end it like something big happens that kind of hook you in to the next episode. And that's like that's the formula for every Walking Dead episode. And this episode definitely followed that. It's funny too, that's also like every Netflix show now too. Mm. Oh, is yeah. that is like it all happens in the first 10 and last 10 and the yeah. rest is just like filler yeah because uh, there's this episode really like the the middle bits like uh, the there's only that one scene in the middle where they actually see all the zombies like lying out in the streets it's like the only important thing that happened between the flashback and the the finale or i should say when they introduce the clickers yeah i was gonna say the, the introduction of the one ver i guess yeah. one version of the zombie is, is which uh, i believe that happens like 40 minutes into this episode yeah, but th even then this episode still isn't it like flew by long, is it, it flew. yeah it's still not a long like, one like it's not like right. you're sitting in a, a hour and a half but uh, yeah because i i i had to pause it because I was watching it before I picked my son up from daycare. So I was watching it. And then, like, they were just entering the museum. And I was like, ah, oh, crap, I got to pause it. And I'll get back to it later. Um, and that, like, that was, like, 40 minutes in, which is crazy. But. So I did find myself at times um, feeling somewhat like Sam had described last week of, like, you know it's good it's done really well but like just not really feeling it or feeling mm -hmm. any attachment and i kind of you know look i think i said it last week too um you gotta give it a little bit of time you know pilots you're not gonna have like an emotional attachment or anything like that really i mean occasionally you do but but on the whole you know you gotta give it a little bit but i'm just kind of feeling that of like oh this is a cool show but mm. not really that interested i guess and i think next week we're gonna get some more characters who yeah nick um, nick offerman showing up so yeah and i think we're gonna spend be spending like a good chunk of time with them mm -hmm. so mm. you know kind of like i don't want to call it a soft reset two episodes in but like <laughs> you know sort of different circumstances and you know we'll see how that is yeah. um but i just i think it's it's tough making a post-apocalyptic show just because like the stakes when the stakes are just survival it just kind of burns out quickly and you know it's like a thrilling watch but not really rewarding you know mm -hmm. and doesn't exactly have to be rewarding but i don't know i feel like there's some like really talented people there and i kind of like like in my mind like i feel like it should like strive to be like a little bit like not not super i mean it's a it's a freaking zombie show that's a video game at the end of the day but right just having like a little bit more would be good but i i have a feeling we'll get some more of that next couple of weeks so 
I'm still sticking around. Now, Sam has not said anything <laughs> this entire time. Did you watch the episode, or are you just passing? Ah, uh, passed. Okay, all right. Unless you guys are like, oh, the show is just amazing. Then I'll hop back on. Like I said, I, I just, I don't know. I'm just not thrilled about zombie movies. Sam, let me see if I can entice you here. At the end of the episode, the directors explain what's going on, but they don't need to. Unlike the Game of Thrones or the House of the Dragon one, where they need to explain your emotions and how you should feel, this doesn't do that. You actually get that when you watch the actors and actresses deliver so, their lines. So it's competently made. So it's very oh, yeah. competently no, made. 100%. I mean, it, like this is a good quality show. So far. No, like, no, so I'm, far, it's a good quality show. I've, I've never said that this is somehow bad. It's just it's not the show. It's me. Yeah, yeah, it's not. I'm just so happy I don't need to hear. Like, this is how you should be feeling. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. It, it's <laughs> it's so refreshing to actually see what they mean on the screen instead it, of being it told. It definitely helps that the guy in charge of the show is the guy who did the games or one of the people. Who oh, did hands hands down. It hands definitely down. helps when it comes to an adaptation. Which, I mean, for years, like, I mean, we've been doing this for years of ad, uh, adapting video games to some kind of media. It's like, this is the first thing that was like, hey, shouldn't we bring somebody in that knows the material? Yeah. Like, it's like a no-brainer. And, like, how has no one else thought about that? <laughs> Too bad. They need to do it for the Resident Evil ones, but I think I think that's, like, the dead horse that nobody wants oh, to. Oh, yeah, no, that's, that's dead right now. Um... Yeah, that reboot crashed and burned. Um, the show or the movie? <laughs> I uh, the, you can take flip a coin. It doesn't the, matter. Well, the show actually was supposed to tie into the movie. The new movie, the reboot, yes, or the old? Yes, the okay. reboot. Yeah, all right. I mean, the reboot yeah. wasn't the worst, but like, it's not great. So, well, anyways, Last of Us. Uh, now, I, I like go into the finale. So, the woman's dead. Um, are you sure? No, she's, she's yeah. totally it, But you had that. All right. I want to know everybody's thoughts on what happened just before she died. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that's kind of an important thing we should talk about here. Um, what the oh, fuck? Um, I, do, we need, do you need to explain it to me from the game or should I wait? And all right. See? So, so you want it from the game? No, no, because it might ruin it. Wasn't no, the game no. different mechanisms? Like, so, it's not quite the same kind of zombies? Oh, well, uh, they spore. Yeah. Like they're they're normal fungi. But in the game, that uh, I forget her that character's name. Um, Anna Torvey. Uh, but she gets shot by uh, soldiers. She doesn't oh, get killed by uh, yeah. zombies. However, like, she's infected. And then they all they're they're all alerted to where they're like her presence and they run in and then that one notices her, walks up and just plants one on her for reasons. I mean Isn't that how they uh She's already infected. Yeah, but the mouth it's like the, in the Indonesia flashback, it's right. like the mouth has significance for some reason. <laughs> Well, that I, that's I, how it spreads is through the bite. Through the, okay. So, but yeah. then again, I don't, I don't know why that was done well, that way. Why did the zombie kiss her? I mean, am, are we supposed to understand at this moment? I, I don't think we are. I guess not. But like, that's just such a bizarre thing to include. I don't know. Unless, well, they gotta leave it. So they gotta lead to something. That it has hmm. to go somewhere. Maybe, maybe it will. I mean, I don't know. We'll My see. guess is their significance with the mouth, because that's the one thing that was pulled out of the mouth. Like she it was still without, alive. With it, looking at the foot, you know, the doctor immediately went to the mouth. Immediately went to the mouth. So, mm. so something significant with the mouth. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, whatever. It didn't like freak me out. It didn't throw me off or anything. It was. It's not the weirdest a... thing we've seen. I, I guess, but I, I would say it's the weirdest thing in the show so far. Yeah. I'm uh, yeah, buckle up, man. Buckle the <laughs> F up. Um yeah, so but yeah, uh, I mean they explain how 
you know, the all the zombies can communicate with one another in the show, which I don't believe that's how it works in the game. But no, it's an okay, they, yeah. They, they said that in the. Um, <laughs> I actually thought I I watched the director's thing. Um, I thought they actually gave some nice color. You know, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Like Chris was saying earlier, it wasn't like Game of Thrones level of explaining the show to you, but they right. were uh, talking about it, and especially like departures from the game, and that yeah. was one of them. But like, that's one of those departure from the games that like makes sense, and I'm okay with it. Like, I don't know anybody who's not. Um, so like, it, it it's it's one of those departures from the games that kind of makes sense in the the world they're building for the show. Uh, it's not like they just threw it in there like you see some other adaptations do where it's like, you know, they'll randomly throw something in that like doesn't make sense and they'll never come back to it ever again. And like, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. But a- anybody have anything else about this episode that they really want to talk about? Yeah. Uh, geography of Boston. There was an attempt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all I'll say. I like when uh they're like, uh, I guess we're going through the museum. I'm like, of science or oh no, just a random Boston museum. Okay. Like the Museum of Boston, which I guess is a thing. I guess. I, you, I it's just supposed to be a generic museum. Yeah. I, I mean, like I, I don't know about you guys, but when you're in Boston, you're like, hey, the museum like of science, like that's the museum um uh, there's the art museum yeah but if somebody says the museum and you're in downtown boston do you really think they're talking about the art museum well that's not in downtown boston though but, yeah okay. back bay. i know that, that they were in downtown boston talking about the museum right so if i'm in downtown boston and i'm thinking about the museum i'm thinking of science Okay, but you got to go. I know, I know I have to go, but like, okay, that's what I'm thinking in downtown Boston. Okay, well, there's the Children's Museum, there is Children's Museum in downtown Boston, but I'm not that's not the one firefighter museum right down the street from that. So, if I said we were in downtown Boston and I said the museum, these are the things that are going to pop up before the Museum of Science. Yeah, Children's Museum is right. If I was looking at the Children's Museum when you said that, well, obviously. (laughs) And you know what? You got to go over Four Point Channel. There's a Tea Party Museum right there. Boston Tea Party. That's right. Boston Tea Party. Yep. Named after the city of Boston. Big deal. All right. I feel like I'm being generic. You guys are being very specific. I mean, I think that. <laughs> the point is to just have it as a museum. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> let's just let's just leave it at that. It's a small museum too. Um, anyways. Yeah, when you say museum in New York, what do you think of? Like uh, natural, I natural I history. Natural history, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. It's not modern art. Like who no. cares? <laughs> yeah. You don't think of the Met? No. That's the museum? Not, no. That's natural. not. I don't think you can say the, the museum yeah. in, like in New York. Like I don't think it works that way. Well, it it's it would Chris just did it perfectly. When I say you're in New York and I say the museum, what do you first think of? Oh, it's natural history. Natural right. history. Right on the park, yeah. Yeah, that's the first thing that pops into you my head. You think of the Whitney? <laughs> nope. I mean, if anything, maybe you can think of the 9/11 museum, but Yeah. Statue but. of Liberty? That's not that's not well, okay, we're getting a little. Like <laughs> I said, when you I'm go being... see, when you say you, you either say let's go on Staten Island Ferry, or let's go see Lady Liberty. You don't see or the statue. You don't say let's go to the museum if you want to see Statue right. of Liberty. Right. Even though so, they have they have the museum underneath, but it's like, like you don't know. So if you're in Washington D.C. and someone says let's go to the museum, where are you going? <laughs> I'm just thinking the Smithsonian, and then yeah, I'm that's confused. what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Not the Spy Museum. <laughs> oh boy! Not okay. The all right, all right, we're gonna go. Yeah, when not you, the when, Holocaust Museum. Wow, when, Sean. All right. So when you go to Atlanta <laughs> and you say museum, what do you say? When you go to Chicago and you say museum, what do you say? Let's not oh, do the every field city. Museum. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not do every city here, folks. That yeah. one is a natural history museum. You go see Sue, the T Rex. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> wow. Tangent and a half. All right, oh, moving yeah. on. Moving on. Moving on. We have a packed show today. If you can't tell. <laughs> 
Uh, all right. So any, any uh, final thoughts? No, on this? no, just no. <laughs> we went too far on the tangent to, to go back. Oh, like we're already down the hole. Let's just go further. All right. All right. So the down rabbit holes, Sam, do you want to take this one? You've been very quiet tonight. Sorry. Uh, so we have the beginning of season two of the legend of Vox Machina coming on prime. Uh, we have the first three episodes dropping on Friday. And I think the plan is just like last year to drop like three episodes on each Friday. Okay. Is that what it is? All right. Perfect. Cause that's what nice. it was last year. Nice. nice, nice. It was either three or two. Means I, I can watch them. I can watch them before we do our D and D. Yes. Uh, we, <laughs> we, I don't want to, I don't want to like rehash it. I don't want to say yeah. what happens in anything, but like, thank you so much for requesting this <laughs> last year. Like, thank you so much for saying to watch this show, Sam. I mean, everything about this, I just appreciate you more and more and more. <laughs> Anytime I'm watching this episode, I, these episodes, I just have like a massive smile on my face. I'm just like, Sam, re- Sam requested something good. <laughs> It's been a while, but Sam requested something good. I don't They're request a lot of between. things. You don't request a lot, and you definitely know know my taste and stuff. You, you yeah. know what things I will not like. Um, but thank you so much for this, because season two is fantastic so far. I mean, I'm just having a great, grand old time. That uh, that first episode, damn. Right? A lot of... I, I, lot of deaths. Like pulling from like Attack on Titan style. Oh well, yeah. Like this is it's. And... Well, it's a very um. It's what it's. It's basically an anime. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Um. But yeah, the dragon, like the acid dragon. Oh Jesus. man, just watching people melt, like so graphic. Yeah. Um. Really, it really is, and it's like No Mercy too. So it's like kids, oh yeah, you'll see kids running away, and it's just like the ice dragon just like shards them to death. It's oh yeah, it's nuts. It's it's super crazy, and I mean, sure, I get it, but it's just it's just I don't know. Like everything about this is great, but it's also like falling into this weird Dragon Ball Z trap where nobody dies, <laughs> and ex- you know of the main what six or seven like nobody dies they all die like once at least and then they just come back well i mean in true D fashion i mean you, it's kind of hard to kill your party yeah. i mean that so this not not to spoil anything but the the story's already written yeah yeah like this is the, so oh so you all know already what's gonna happen so yeah well if you watch sam knows <laughs> i i've seen the last critical role of this campaign. So I know what's going to happen. So now I'm like paying attention to little subtleties of what's going on. Are you seeing the crows and being like, yes, yes. I know what that means. Yeah, Yeah, Um, I'm just taking it as is, which is fine, which is fine. Um, I'm not saying like, that's not a bad way to do it. It's like, it's fine. It's just um, like, just in typical D and D fashion, it's really tough for like somebody to die. Um, because the game is designed to almost kill you. Yeah. You basically, as someone who does DM, the idea is to almost kill your party. Yeah. So like, yeah, it makes sense that they're all going to still be alive. They're all going to make it out of places and they're not just going to die randomly. It's, it's going to take a lot. So uh, what level were they going like during this campaign? Had this, I think they were like something like 10, 11, 12, somewhere around okay, there. Okay. So they were pretty high. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, which is why they were fighting ancient dragons. <clears throat> right. So to give you an idea, Chris, um, so they were like, we'll say all 10 level tens uh, characters to give you an idea. It's, Sam and I and the group that we're playing with, we've been playing f- almost every week during the pandemic. And I think we are what level sixes. I think you guys hit six. Yeah. And it's, it's been t- over two years that yeah. we've been playing this game and we're only level sixes. These guys are level tens. So like, yeah, 
then like they're going to be powerful. Like if it takes two years to get to half of that, you're going to know a lot of very powerful spells. You're going to be very strong. You're going to have a lot of health. So it makes sense why they're a lot harder to kill than you would think. So you don't expect one to get one shotted uh, anytime soon. All right. Fair enough. But uh, we also, it ended on a bit of a cliffhanger. Yeah. Uh, Which is fine. No, I love cliffhanger. There's no way that's going to happen. We have a nice, okay. We have a nice little love triangle thing going on. I like that. There's a lot of, uh, well, actually, there's, there's a bunch of like weird well, what, relationships. What's the love developed. triangle? It's um, Vax, Kiki, and the new introduction, the uh, like the mercenary guy. So oh, yeah, love yeah, triangle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more like, uh, yeah, yeah it's more like, uh, which is uh, the brother on Boy Meets World. Well, it's going to turn into will they, won't, will they, Won't They. Uh, Who played yes. that same character in the campaign. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, can we just, I mean, I like the the the, the <laughs> it's shocking how many people you recognize on this show. <laughs> it's like David Tennant's on this, and mm-hmm. you have King Ezekiel from The Walking Dead is on this. You have mm-hmm. Eugene Bird, who's in a lot of like Bones episodes, and he's he's kind of on the TV docket. Like you get that, and then you have um, oh, who's the who's the main guy from the Resident Evil show, Vince um. Oh, oh him. Uh, yeah. Like, it, it, it's yeah. just you get you get like these names that are just like, oh my god, mm. how is it Dominic Monaghan? <laughs> it's it's <laughs> just, um, yeah, it, and it's really impressive. It's really impressive, and it also makes me think like, wow, these are these have to be D and D fans. Like these have to be D and D. Well, fans. you have D between them people being D and D fans, and just remember that the the critical role crew like they work in hollywood they have connections so like vox machina ties in with the last of us because the girl who does the voice of the halfling um uh was ashley johnson she plays ellie the girl in the video game, The Last of Us, and she's actually going to sh- uh, appear in the show as like not as Ellie, obviously, but like she's going to appear in the show at some point. Like she ties in, and then uh, the woman who plays uh, uh, Vex or Vax. Don't worry, no one ever knows the difference. I know, <laughs> um, but she actually did a voice of a main character in The Last of Us Part Two, the game. So like she's yeah. in that. No. It's like they 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 get like they get around their voice They've actors. They've done a lot. Like, no, no, of I know they've done a so, lot of voice acting. So it's very easy to be like, hey, remember when we worked on like these ten projects together and we're, we've become friends? Do you want to just join us and like record like some lines for a show that we're doing? It's like, oh yeah, that's fine. No, I I get that, but it's it's just it's getting to the point right now where where the faces that you see more on screen than voice, or at least they're you know they're more mainstream because of the screen time. Mm-hmm. Then on voice, you're starting to see them and you recognize their names. Like again, David Tennant, Gina Torres mm-hmm. is in this. I yep. mean, the, I found the guy's name, Lance Reddick. I mean, I immediately knew who he was because of the, the screen, like the screen time he's had. Right. I mean, right. that's, there's that. And then, you know, it's, it's nice. <laughs> it's just, really impressive seeing all this stuff it yeah. really is. no it, and it's it's nice seeing a, a like a i guess you would call it like a pet project like it's just something they enjoyed doing mm. like they they were doing it anyways because the first episode just jumps into like the middle of of uh their campaign like yeah, they yeah. didn't even start like a brand new campaign when they started critical role they just like kind of jumped right in yeah they would have been doing this and uh uh they were contacted by geek and sundry who are this nerd channel that i don't think they even exist anymore but mm-hmm. made by felicia day mm-hmm. you know who that is uh but they were contacted by them they're like oh yeah you guys are a bunch of you know voice actors you play D want to come on our twitch channel and you know play on there and that's how it started yeah 
and it just went from there. And like they, they do like live shows and stuff. Yeah, like, and it, since you guys do enjoy this, well, you're gonna get a lot more because today, mm-hmm. Amazon just signed them to a movie and TV deal. Yes. Uh, they Amazon has a first look deal for movies and TV. Any other movies and TVs they do. Okay. And uh, they've also agreed to make. Um, uh, God damn it. The Mighty Nine, which is their okay. second campaign. Right. So they're so, going to do, after this, they're going to go and do Mighty Nine. So Vox Machina was renewed not just for a second, but also a third season. Also third. Yeah. So I'm assuming third is the last of Vox I Machina. I have to check if they're, they're doing three or four, but it, it, probably no yeah. more than four. Yeah. So then, you know, the campaign ends and it's unfortunate, but you say goodbye to these characters. Because the campaign start, is over, and then you start all over. You start anew with Mighty Nine, which yeah. I will say, as someone who's watched these, the characters in Mighty Nine are a bit more interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're as they're not as wacky, but they're definitely more as well, interesting. As as somebody who is still was a greenhorn in D anD D, and I've only created two characters, I liked my second character a lot more. <laughs> Like, well, you you know you know what you're doing. Yeah, now. yeah, exactly. So like, I feel like the the more because you play, you figure out like what's fun, what's not, what's a fun way. And like in my case, I was just like, man, playing dumb is fun. <laughs> I'm just gonna make a stupid character, and I did. Well, and it's so much fun. Well, Travis William, who plays uh, a grog in the mm-hmm. show and in the campaign. Um, he played stupid for like two years as Grog, and he was like, yeah, "I'm kind of done with this. <laughs> I want to be I want to be able to have a conversation with my team <laughs> and not be just stupid the entire time." Mm. So, Jesus. The, se- the second season, he plays someone who's he's not intelligent. That he's not the smartest guy, but he's definitely their talker. Mm-hmm. I do like how they're building out certain storylines i like i like his and i like kind of where his is going yeah or like pulling on that thread so i i, I don't know they're, uh, they're developing a the lot sword. more yeah grog and the sword i mean that's cool i mean the beard story is fantastic <laughs> uh, but it, it, like i i mean i'm already invested in this and the thing is they're not i don't want to say they're holding up on these kind of side story arcs here but i get why they're there I just don't want them yeah. to linger. So, well, the from thing the with, overall, like four dragons that are just yeah. like oh, assaulting. Well, yeah. well, the thing with the side stories, at least from what I understand from Sam's um, campaign that he's been uh, DMing for us, is like you have the main quest, but as you go along, something's going to happen that deals with only one of your characters in the group. And it kind of expands on their backstory and expands them as a character. And, uh, I mean that it's really nice. Like I, and especially when something secretive happens that <laughs> like only that one person knows what happens. And like you as a group, you all know what happened, but your character has no idea what happened. And it's like, it's a lot of fun when you go out in those like, random little like 15 20 minute tangents of like building that backstory for this character and like the the why and like whatnot like and and you see that in this show i mean season one had uh ashley johnson's character like lose her faith and she had to go off and regain the light again like that would be a side quest for a character kind of thing uh you, you we've got what's going on with grog right now um about like the where do you find your strength like where does your strength come from that whole thing like that's kind of like a side thing that like he separated from the group so now he's got to go do that um kind of thing see so. I, I the problem is, is for me is it's hard to comment on anything because i know where these arcs go <laughs> right right and i'm like oh yeah i know where that's arc. that's a good one like grog and the sword <laughs> is actually a pretty good arc mm. i can't comment on any of it just like yes it, it is good <laughs> can't say anything. So you're telling me focus on it. 
Grog and the Swords. I'm assuming that there's one scene from the campaign that is hilarious. I'm assuming they're going to put it in this, at least in some way. All right. It is probably one of the funniest moments in the entire campaign. Oh, man, that that's that's crazy. Fair uh, enough. Fair enough. OK. <laughs> I mean, and it, it's it's quite obvious, like you kind of attach yourself to the funny characters and Grog is by far the funniest because he's the stupidest and like, and that's, that's you're gonna, fun. You're going to get a lot of Grog this season because there's yeah. the sword, but also something else happens. Okay. I've, I've already seen. Like, <laughs> I've already said too much. <laughs> I've already seen like clips from like the trailers and stuff yeah. of like the product. And my Vox Machina fuck shit up is from that. Yeah. Um, I like, I want, I wish I could get into the stream, but something about like four hours a piece. It's the kind of thing that you have to just put on and be doing yeah. something else. I, the one thing that I really liked after season one that YouTube people did is they oh, took match them up. Yeah. Match them up. So like an important part of season one, like this plot point happens, how'd that play out in the live stream and they'll match the two up and i really like that like they'll show the clip from the show then show the live stream afterwards and you you really get to see how well like what happened and you know obviously you know the show's gonna be quicker you're gonna be able to do things quicker because yeah. not a lot of rolling and figuring <laughs> thing out no math involved um but like yeah uh this show is so great uh i had no like i had full faith in this show uh that season two was going to be just as good because like i said the story's already written like they they already know what's like the end point everything's well written and like i have all the faith just keep giving it to me and the the fact that like you said sam like amazon's got that the movie and show deal like oh give me more yeah, and uh, like I'll say this, the story is slightly different in the show. Right. Like some of the characters are slightly different. Like Zara and Kasha, mm-hmm. they don't start off like they, Kasha sort of, but definitely not Zara doesn't start off hating them. Okay. But like in this, like, and they, she's also never met them before in the oh, campaign. Okay. Oh, but this, okay. it, she does. Mm-hmm. Like they've kind of taken that character, mashed it with a couple others. So all right, well, it. it I mean, I. I would say like an adapted script. Sometimes they do stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, they've definitely changed stuff around, but it's like you're hitting all the same major points. Right, right, and like, you know what's going to be hilarious, because you've already went through it, and like it's moments people will talk about, you know, and it's. And the one thing I'll say, Chris, is the funniest moments are usually the ones that aren't planned for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's just it's just how the person portraying that character reacts to a situation. And that is the funniest thing. And that's exactly what Grog and the Sword. Was right. Seeing with. It's just it's just completely unplanned. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm in, I mean, I'm into it, so... Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, it's fun. So excited. So excited for more. I mean, this was my best uh, TV show of 2021, so we'll see if it, it so reigns supreme again. Still into it? Oh, yeah. This is great. Love it. This, this, this was a weird experiment for me, because I like was watching this, and I'm like, what is it like if someone's never watched the stream? Yeah. But they enjoy this. And apparently the answer is yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, All right. Well, All right. Any final thoughts? No. No? no I'm no. good. All right. Well, uh, I guess that'll be it for tonight for us. Uh, if you like this episode, you can find others on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Google. Um, you can find us at you, uh, YouTube dot com slash nice and i was like trying to think of the the website um 
You can also find us at facebook.com slash Knights of Nerditude. Uh, leave us a review anywhere. If there's any TV shows or movies you would like us to review, let us know. And uh, we'll definitely, around this time, you know, we're pretty slow. We're just focusing on Oscar stuff. So we have plenty of time to review other movies and whatnot. So until next time. Bye. Later.